It's not a fairy tale. 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 It's not a fairy tale, mommy. We are no longer living life in paradise. It's not a fairy tale. Hey, Jay Nail. Hi. How are you? I'm Gucci. How are you? I'm fantastic. I had a night without my child. Yay! What? Where'd she go to grandma's? Yeah, she got on my last nerves yesterday. I was like, we went out to get the fabric so I can, because I'm reupholstering. I'm not doing it, but I'm having my chair reupholstered along with my pillows. So I'm getting a whole new living room set, essentially. (laughs) Um... So we were out uh, with grandma and we went out to Michael's to get her some yarn since she's working on a blanket for Shady D. And so while we're in there, grandma wanted me to calculate how much all the yarn she got cost. So I'm trying to do that. And then she is like, well, what about this and this and this? And like, she just keep on asking all these questions while I'm trying to calculate these numbers. And I was like, you need to step back and chill out like be quiet i'm trying to help your grandmother and then she called an attitude and i'm like what you getting an attitude for you the one who being rude and then while we were in the fabric store looking for things like i'm getting the chairs in the kitchen um reupholstered as well i'm just gonna have um your brother-in-law to do that but i had as soon as i came in they had like a whole row of remnants So I found one that literally matched the towels that I have hanging on the stove. Like it had the same pattern. And I was like, bam, this is what I'm going to get. So Shady D was like, no, you should get this. And I was like, no, this is the one that I'm going to get. And she just kept asking, well, like, I like this and I like this. And I'm like, but I already chose what I'm going to do. Well, I don't like that. And I'm like, I need some time by myself before I pop you in your mouth because that's how I was feeling your niece well you know she's not getting that regular outlet of energy that she would ordinarily be getting at this time of year she would already be back in school I totally y'all have been spending a lot of time together because of this pandemic so yeah I'm pretty sure you needed a break yeah and she probably needed a break as well yeah we said that to each other (laughs) (laughs) she was probably like i'm going to my grandma's house you ain't said number the word i know i know she'd rather be over there anyway i know because she gets to do whatever she want to do my baby i miss her oh gosh anyway so let's talk about this married at first sight yeah, girl. Girl. The first. Girl. I was um, like, I don't like you <laughs> right now. I mean, I kind of felt like that about three people in this this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's probably, we probably on the same people. <laughs> okay, let, let's start off. We don't just go in chronological order. So let's start off with Karen and Miles. Okay. okay. So he tells her that he has a clinical depression. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to start out by saying this. I'm glad her 
response to him was yes. thank you for sharing. I know that must be hard to do. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you, what this looks like, mm -hmm. what I can expect? Okay, fair, that was all fine. Yes. But her confessional had me so upset. Yes. Okay? How ignorant can you be? What does clinical depression and masculinity have to do with Girl, that is what I wrote down. I was like, what? Be, being masculine, like, what is your definition, first of all, of masculinity? masculinity. Yeah, she needs to elaborate she, on that. What? It, and she brought it up again later on in the episode. About the sensitivity. Like, what do you want him to be? Yeah. Who do you want him to be? How do you want him to act? Because she said it herself, like, he seems like a good, nice dude. And then Amelia was like, I think he is a genuinely yes. like a person. And why that is not masculine to you, I have no idea. Why that makes him less than a man because he is, you know, sensitive to his mental and emotional state and is and also try to be sensitive to, to yours, yours. That makes him less of a man or he's not meeting your expectations of masculinity because of that i need to know what do you want you clearly want to be with the who you was with before yes he was out here cheating and having a baby with somebody else yeah i don't get it i, I don't either i don't either because to me it's like she wants somebody to the and the masculinity that she's looking for like she wants somebody to totally like dominate her like Miles being a nice guy that he is isn't like ah you're the woman you do this you know <laughs> I just I don't get her and when she like you said when she equated the depression to not being masculine like do you know how many masculine guys there are that probably do suffer with whatever your definition of masculinity is suffer with depression but they're so masculine that they don't get the help that they need exactly so exactly. What, what, what the hell are you really looking for like yeah, I, why, and why can't like, you be masculine and be sensitive like you can still be a man and have the sensitivity factor like right. i just i don't get her I, it's already you know hard for men to um take care of their mental and emotional health yes. and i feel like especially so for black men yes um, and black women and so for that to be her response to him I just felt like it was so ignorant it is 2020 yes girl why don't you know anything about depression and mental health yes. conditions um I, I personally I was offended I was like I am offended yes. you know like I recently um because you know I've had my uh you know many many years of being of persistent depressive disorder which graduated to major depressive disorder and anxiety and and stuff and so I was offended I was just like girl what yeah you know and um you know I recently had a, a a difficult conversation with someone and it takes a lot for you mm -hmm. to be open with people even people you're close to can be really hard your family mm -hmm. your closest friends but He's opened up to somebody who he's known for a week. Yes. That he's embarked on what he's hoping to be a lifetime journey 
And only thing you got to say deep down how you really feel is, oh, there he goes with those emotions again. It's mm-hmm. like, girl, I hope she he decides he don't want to stay married to you. Because you do too. He needs to run. Like you, you need to get in touch with your emotions. How about mm. that? And then for her to say it raises a red flag, yeah. I'm like, how is it a red flag? He has been upfront and told you this, and not only that, he has sought the help. Right, he's in treatment. It. He's in treatment. Like it's a it's a problem for me if you recognize that this is a problem for you and you're not doing anything, doing anything. about it. But to me, it kind I hate when people kind of relate anything with mental health with you not being worthy of giving and receiving love. Like you still, you still should be able to have those things and work on yourself. And let me tell you, like, even if you're not diagnosed with clinical depression within your marriage, somebody is going to be depressed. Like there have been times I have been depressed within my marriage. There have times been times my husband has been depressed. There have been times we've both been depressed. You know what I'm saying? So just because it's something you haven't been, it's not a clinical level. You still have to deal with that within a marriage because we're humans and our emotions and our mental health is, it goes up and down. So please don't think just because somebody is masculine that this is something that you're not going to have to battle within the marriage. Like it mm-hmm. can come at any time. So oh, I'm over it, her. I am I so over her me. after this episode. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm like wondering, okay, I wonder how he's going to feel when he watches. Watches. That. Yes. You know what I mean? Like a red flag. This ain't a red flag. This is somebody knowing who they are and who they're dealing with and what they have Mm -hmm. to deal with so (sighs) i just be want to shake her girl she ain't gonna be satisfied until he gone yep yep um so then from there they have the well they talk they get together with the couples and just for them i'm gonna talk about the whole ratings question so she rated him like a six and a half and tried to clean it up with a seven. Who? You were talking about Karen. We're jumping yeah. to that part. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I thought she said a what did she is that what she said? She yeah, said she did. Like she a said six, seven. Six seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did. And he said an eight. eight. And she brought up the masculine thing again. Yep. I just don't. She ugh. She don't she don't know what she wants. Or she knows what she, she wants, but it's not necessarily for her. Maybe she wants a rough neck. Obviously Maybe she, she does. A fuck boy. I don't know. I guess. I guess. And then from there, they get back to the room and Miles brings up intimacy because at the table mm-hmm. they went around and you know Amani was like, so y'all be kissing. Yeah, that was funny. Yes. So, you know, Mal says, I get a kiss on the cheek, and that's about as far as this went. I'm surprised it's even that far. Lloyd Karen be acting. I mean, the last episode, you know, he wanted to try to build some intimacy by inviting mm-hmm. her into the hammock, and she looked so uncomfortable. She did. She did. She did. 
So that, you know, sparked him to bring, have the conversation with her. And I like how he broached the conversation. Like, you know, we, I want to do this. I want to make sure you're comfortable. So, you know, when we are, when we do get to that point, you know, it's pretty much reliant on your comfort level. And I feel like with him bringing it up and trying to get a little bit more out of her about it, she pretty much shut it down. Like she just yeah. said, I wanted to be organic, but she didn't say, well, and these are the things to me that will help it be organic. Like, and I feel like he was trying to pull that out of her, but she wasn't giving that back to him. Like, okay, well, I like this and this and this, but mm -hmm. she never, she never said anything she don't yeah, like him you know I didn't I didn't have a problem with her her answer with what she said in terms of like I think it should happen naturally when we're both ready mm -hmm. I feel like you know you know we all know exactly what that means yeah right um but I do agree with you that it her it was very obvious that dude you ain't getting none no time soon yeah and then she ended with, with any other questions yeah like she is not it's a no-go zone on that one yes um it's not happening no time soon and that's fine but i just worry that he's opening up to her but she's not gonna right. open up to him yep that's that's, one of my that's what i got from this yeah. episode and pretty much throughout the whole thing, like you see him putting in more than what she she's putting in or the communication that she's given. Like, and when I see them kind of out and about, like you, I see that they have a nice friendly rapport, but I need, I need for her to let him know that it's okay to do a little bit more. Like I said before, like by the end of the honeymoon, I would expect for them to at least be kissing and holding hands, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. And it seems like he's, and he said that, you know, he's an affectionate person, mm -hmm. but he's holding back the affection because he doesn't know that it's okay with her, which is the respectful route mm -hmm. to take. But at a certain point, if you are married to somebody, mm -hmm. you know, it's like you do want to be able to rub you know rub their mm -hmm. back or hold their hand or give them a kiss and 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 know that that's okay mm -hmm. but i don't i don't know unless something changes i don't see her initiating those things with him either because mm -hmm. he's going to follow her lead yeah but, and after mm -hmm. a while he will get resentful of that and i can put that on front street i am not an affectionate person and your brother-in-law is so that is something that we definitely have had to talk around and make it to a point where we're both, you know, on par to where he's getting what he needs. And I'm not feeling like, oh, this is crazy, you know, so. Why you like that, though? I don't, I don't know. When we were little, y'all, my sister be giving out church hugs. I used to tell <laughs> my sister, give me a real hug. Like, why are you giving me the little church pack with the big gap in the you know, really, for real, she used to, like, do the tap in the back thing. You know, y'all seen um, A Different World. It was A Different World. He's got mwah, mwah. <laughs> that was you. That was your signature move. I just don't understand, especially growing up with me. I'm like, give me a hug. Give me a I hug. Know. 
I feel like mommy and daddy were pretty affectionate. So I don't know what's up with you. I don't know. I I question that. I spent many days on the couch talking about that. I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't want to be touched. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's funny. I did take one of those, like, it was the insights test with my job. And, you know, they asked you like 25 questions to determine your personality. And mm-hmm. my result came up with, she doesn't like to be touched. <laughs> and I was like, well, damn. <laughs> you don't like to be touched. Okay, well, your child is pretty affectionate too, though. She is, she is. She yeah. is. Well, good. You didn't go back on her. Unless she don't want your affection. Then she is very, get, get away from me. And that's fine. I respect and her I boundaries. Respect that. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. So um let's get to what couple you want to do next. Um, we can just go in order. So Imani and Woody, I had one little thing. You um, you know, they did the little doom buggy thing. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, You definitely gonna have to rub my back tonight. And I was thinking he gonna be rubbing more than that the oh, way and things that he did. Child. And that he did. <laughs> and that he did okay but we don't get to that okay i want to go in order okay so olivia and brett let's talk about this money conversation okay i got some things okay well i'll let you start marrying person who working out money things because you know i have my feelings i know you have your feelings okay go ahead Okay, so they talk about their salaries and they whisper to each other what they make. And we all knew that Olivia made more. And see a nurse practitioner. Yes. Nurse practitioners make good money. Yes. What does he do? I forgot. I forgot. Well, he says she makes two and a half times more money than than he does which that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not making a lot of money because nurse practitioners could be making a hundred thousand dollars i think their average i know i looked up their average salary one time and i want to say it was in the like 90s okay or something like that um i don't know the cost of living in new orleans but i don't know i guess so that would mean what he's making maybe like 40 that's what oh, I was thinking, maybe 40, 50. 40s, yeah. 40, 50s or something like that, mm-hmm. which for a single person in New Orleans, you know, may not be a bad salary. Yeah, yeah. Depending, if he live on the outskirts. Well, you know, I feel like the conversation was pretty awkward to watch. Yes. Um, Mainly because it's very clear that she's a big spender. Yes. And he's more frugal Mm -hmm. and you know that may be going back to the conversation they had before about their upbringings Mm -hmm. you know he grew up in a you know nice size family he talked about how they didn't take like a lot of vacations because trying to travel with a family I think he said five Mm -hmm. gets expensive you know what I mean so that probably weighs into the way he handles his finances Mm -hmm. and he I don't know maybe he doesn't have just a whole bunch of disposable income but at the end of the day um what I got especially from the conversation that they had later on in the episode she likes to do things yes whether it's going out to eat going to her little Wayne concerts 
taking extravagant vacations and he doesn't seem to get that. Yes, because of the way that he grew up. Yeah. So that's not, you know, he's he seems like the type, and she even said it, that, you know, he's okay with being married, maybe having a family, and that that is just their thing. Whereas she, obviously, she likes to do things. She wants more. She, you know, she she likes the things and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But he doesn't seem like he is like, well, I'm, I'm okay with where I am. I don't necessarily have to have the things, you right. know? So that, that to me is like just a different mindset in, in money. And that, that can be um, an issue. I, and I will use an example. A friend of mine used to date a guy and he, you know, was prior military and he grew up like pretty much everybody from humble beginnings. So he, but he still had the mindset of, you know, I'm living for now and I'm not planning for the future. Whereas she has the mindset of, I got a plan, you know, I'm a planner. Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to, you know, divvy up our money if we talking about getting married? So the differences in the mindsets outside of the other shit that he did, like that would have ultimately ruined them anyway, because they would have never come on the same page on how they should plan out their money, especially because he was um, living in a now type person. Mm -hmm. And I kind of see that with Olivia and Brett, not that he's necessarily living for now, but he's just, he's okay with where things are. It seems like she would eventually get mad or hold it against him if he doesn't have like a growth mindset when it comes to their money and the things that they can do with their money. Okay, so I have three things and hopefully mm -hmm. I won't forget. So my first thing I'm wondering is, is she okay with paying for the things that she wants to do for the both of them? Mm -hmm. um, since she has the most money mm -hmm. and she wants to do all the trips and the eating out and the mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. Like, is she going to be okay with that? I don't know if she is or if she isn't, because I don't know if she's a, let's keep our finances separate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm going to pay for what I pay for, you pay for what you pay for. If she's like, you know what, I want us to take this trip. So I'm going to pay for da 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 and you just pay for this part. I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Secondly, towards the end of the episode, um, when she was trying to talk to him, you know, asking him if he were upset, it came up again when she was like, well, what do you want to do when we get home? Mm -hmm. And he was just kind of like, settle in. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you, you know, do you want to go to the movies? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Um, and he did not really seem to get it. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it just, to me, just, reiterated that she likes to do things but then at the same time I felt like well maybe he's not really trying to make no plans for her because he really ain't all that into, into it mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I get mm -hmm. the third thing that I want to bring up I don't know if you saw this I think I don't know if I sent it to you on Twitter but I saw this tweet it was from Reddit mm -hmm. and it was about a woman who found out that her fiance they've been together for I think four or five years or something like that, but they've been dating this whole time. Um, she had been working two jobs basically to support the both of them. 
because he's a writer mm-hmm. and you know, he was focusing on his writing and things like that. Um, he brought a dog into the relationship and the dog needed to have surgery and she ended up selling her mom who who's dead mm-hmm. selling her mom's like violin in order to pay for the dog's surgery or whatever mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because she thought they didn't have any other options well so they're talking about getting married and everything and he brings up a prenup. He wants to get a prenup. And she makes this comment like, broke people don't have prenups. And his response is basically like, oh, I'm not broke. (laughs) So come to find out, this dude is stacked. Mm -hmm. He has like his family, he's inherited millions of dollars. And never told her this. He's just been basically letting her living off of her. He's basically just living off of her. And she's like, You let me sell my dead mother's violin to pay for it's our dog now, but you mm-hmm. it's your dog. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pay for this surgery. You let me sell something precious to me. Yeah. When you could have easily, easily got this money. Yeah. Paid it or whatever. And not only that, but you sat here for all this time and watched me work these two jobs and and a struggle financially when you could have pulled your weight. Yes. And you didn't do that. And I was just like, what? So, you know, of course she was saying she was upset. Like, she's like, I am livid. She's like, I can understand, like, Maybe the first year you wanting to keep it to yourself that you're a millionaire because you want people to like you for you and not your money. Mm -hmm. Just like, but it's four or five years down the line. And that's next level when you withheld it from me and watched me work like a freaking Hebrew slave and you sitting around writing your book, you know? (laughs) Writing your book. Yes. Child, so she ended up, I think she told him uh, to to basically like get out of my place. Mm-hmm. Like you need to leave mm-hmm. because there ain't no way in the world you have just been lying to me and mm-hmm. this for me the whole time. And I'm just like, why? That's what I'm like. What was why? the point? You know, he threw in the whole, I want to, I wanted to make it on my own and not with my family's money, but she's like taking care of yourself. So you rather live off of my money instead of your family's money (laughs) that they left for you, (laughs) that they left for you, that you have access to. She was like, the cost of the dog surgery was like 0.0000000 something of how much money I think mm-hmm. she estimated his um money uh to be like in the hundred millions I would have stabbed that nigga <laughs> I was like <laughs> he would have got hurt girl people in the comments were telling her you know what girl don't even worry about it look this is what you do <laughs> Poison his food. <laughs> By the time they figure it out, child will be married, he'll be dead, and you'll get all that damn money. 
but he want to sign a prenup like you and then it's like you want to sign a prenup but i've been sitting here taking care, care of, of you yeah the whole time and you want me to sign a prenup you got a lot of nerve yes girl i just i, I would have chopped him in his damn throat yeah <laughs> you would have gave him the blade i would have gave him the blade <laughs> Okay, so that was my little tangent about finances in a relationship. Yes, and then to that, I will even say with Olivia and Brett, if Brett was like a stand-up guy who was really into this, really that's something, if he was willing, they could have worked out. Like, I I use myself as an example. When I came into the marriage, when we came into the marriage, I was making more. And for, you know, the first few years of our marriage, like we pretty much separated out like bills and stuff, but I didn't like that because it made me feel like we were kind of roommates. So, you know, later on down the line, we did merge, you know, to where we were like on equal footing. So we do have a joint account for our billing, like both of our full checks go into this account. We pay bills out of it and we divvy up like our own personal spending money out of it. So I feel like in instances where there is somebody that is making more, be it the the man or the woman, that is a good way to put you guys on equal footing if the checks just go in an equal in a joint account. Mm -hmm. And that way nobody's really counting. Well, you put in this much and I put in this much and I paid this and I paid that. It's in one account. So it's ours. And right. what our, our bills and, you know, our savings, our investments, all of that is going to come out of this joint account so we can join up and build up our money. So, right. I definitely think couples have to figure out what works for yeah. them, especially mm-hmm. when there's a huge, you know, pay mm-hmm. different because I've read other situations where, you know, I feel like it's always more BS though sometimes mm-hmm. when the woman ends up making more money. It's like I feel like the guy just again in some of the horror stories I mm-hmm. read. The guy just kind of takes advantage or he's acting crazy. Or if he makes more money and like there was this one situation I read about. Mm-hmm. And the the couple they were married they had just had a baby and so she was home with the kid and the husband was upset that she wasn't making any money and she's like I just had your baby like I am on maternity leave I am taking care of the kid um when I'm home I'm still cooking I'm cleaning I'm doing all of these things to maintain our household mm-hmm. on top of being postpartum yeah and so long story short she ended up just saying bumping and just leaving him mm-hmm. she was just like what am I doing yeah you know like you're basically telling me that my contribution to this household is nothing because I'm not putting in financially for this, you know, certain amount of time, really. Yeah. Like, I'm going to end up going back, going to, back work to work at a point. But, yeah. you know, you're tripping. And then I think, come to find out, he was cheating. And I think okay. that's why she was really like, Yeah. Bye. I got to go. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. But yes, I think couples have to figure out, you know, what works for them. Yes. 
um, you know, your sister, you know, I grew up with Roscoe and the Doretha situation. So I'm trying to get something similar to that. You know, but, I didn't like that. What do you mean? I didn't like, cause my, and I think the reason why going into my marriage, when we did divvy up things like that, or say you pay this bill or whatever, it felt a lot like what our parents did. And I always remember them kind of fussing about money. Like, well, I paid this and you didn't pay that. Like, I didn't want to go through that. Yeah. So to me, once we joined the accounts, that made me feel better about our money. So we can't, gotcha. we can't argue about money because we just all putting it in one pot. Yeah. It's a, I'm the leader in paying the bills. So, right. you know. I definitely think that a couple, if, if I were married or when I get married, I definitely think that there should be a joint account. And I definitely feel like we should also have our own accounts yeah. for our own personal things that we want yeah. to do. Um, and I, 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 and I said this to one of my guy friends and he's like a financial advisor or something like that. And he was just like, you know, that's not realistic right now. Mm-hmm. And, day and age mm-hmm. and even daddy said that like it's not realistic to be like oh just to, to expect your husband you know because you know to take care of everything or mm-hmm. whatever it's like it's not realistic and I was just like I get that I'm not gonna be head in the clouds about it you know what I mean mm-hmm. um but I was just like I you know I did some reading on it and this one financial advisor was basically saying like one thing or one option or one way to approach things, um, especially if one spouse makes more, um, is to have that spouse to like pay the bills and then use the other person's money for like investments and yes. savings and you know paying off debts. And I was like, I, think I agree with that. Yeah. We, I, we can do that, yeah, because myself. I got $80,000 in student loans mm-hmm. and I don't want to have that forever. Mm-hmm. So if I were with somebody and we could work something out where it's like, okay, why don't I take a, this chunk of my salary to pay this off or, you know what I mean? Like what mm-hmm. can we do so that we can have this joint account, have all of our basic needs met, pay off this debt and still mm-hmm. be able to put money away. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down for, whatever we need to do to make these things work. Yes. Um, Because you just have to be on the same page financially. You do. You And do. I think that a lot of, as women, you know, because your mom is always like, I want y'all to be independent, take care of yourself. I don't want y'all to be relying on a guy. Because sometimes what happens is we can end up in these financially abusive situations mm-hmm. where, you know, he's taking care of the finances we not really keeping or putting away much for ourselves. And if you're in a situation where you need to leave, it makes it that much harder, harder. when you don't have your own. Yes. And you don't want to be in a situation where a guy is basically trying to rule you, you with because, money. you know, he's paying everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, men need to be more cognizant of the fact that, you know, even if you are with um, someone who works part-time or doesn't work, they're staying at home with kids, that is a full-time job. Yes, that is a contribution into the household. Right, because without that contribution, baby, you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing. Yes. So, 
Yeah, sorry, that was a tangent. We got. No, I mean, I'm gonna add to the tangent because, <laughs> like, like with you talking about your friend who's whose ex husband now was having an issue with her not working, even though she was on maternity leave. Like, and knowing that she was gonna go back to work, I will say when I did take that time off you know, and not worked a little bit, I felt the way because I wasn't contributing financially to the house. So that's why I, you know, did a lot of the things that I did during that time, because I felt the way like I wasn't, and granted, you know, the house was clean, dinner was cooked, yada, yada, that is a contribution, but I just felt like I wasn't putting in enough. And even mm -hmm. on the other side of that, like with COVID and everything, it was a few months months on months that my husband was not working or able to go out to work so I was holding it down and I knew he felt the way because he was not contributing financially to the house but what he did do was make sure the kitchen was clean you know made sure he was doing what he needed to do around the house he was like I gotta earn my keep somewhere I'm like yes you should yeah. <laughs> you know? but you know just the realization that you know sometimes somebody may not be working but you gotta right. you know step it up and contribute in other ways so yeah and I'd be like baby while I'm not working can you please put some money in the IRA for me please in the meantime because <laughs> I still need to be okay you know I still need some contributions to be mm -hmm. going on I just mm -hmm. feel like you know we got to be on the same page we got to mm -hmm. be in the same boat yes and then having those conversations of how you're going to divvy up the money like I like that you, you know, put out there, hey, if one person is like the, the, the breadwinner and can take care of everything and I can take my salary and put it away for our retirement or put it away for a debt, you know, reduction. Like a lot of people probably first getting into the marriage probably be like, well, that's your debt. You know, you need to take care of that. But once you got, you're married, it's I both feel like it's our debt. debt. It's, it's our, debt. our debt. Yeah. You know, and it's like you gotta get into that mind frame. Like we have to reduce this debt together. You know, like even know. with me paying off my loans and just woo -woo. I know, girl, that be paid off this week. I'm so excited. When I was paying them, I like I teared up a little bit because it was just like a weight that was being lifted. A huge but, weight. You've been carrying around this debt for how long? You know, too damn long. Some better limits. I feel like after ten years, that should be that. Yes. Period. It's gone. Yes. So, but even with that, like my husband still has a little bit of loans. And I said, you know, after I pay this off, we're going to focus on reducing and getting rid of yours. So it's like, you know, I'm going to take, we're going to take it and swallow it all up together. So mm -hmm. you, in a marriage, you, you pretty much have to do that. Like y'all have to be on the same page financially. And if so, you feel like you're not, it's okay to sign up for Financial Peace with Dave Ramsey. It is an excellent course. Oh, okay, gosh. let's move on. You and Dave Ramsey, girl. Is he paying you for this endorsement? Girl, it, who, who, it ain't that many people listening to this. But I mean, it is a lifesaver. Like it is, it is a marriage saver if you are having issues due to money. Because it just... It lays it all out there and you do it. Well, child, I done came to the conclusion when it comes to these two loans, honey, child, I got two options. Either that public service loan forgiveness program going to have to come through and I'm going to have to get my butt back to a qualifying employer or I'm going to have to get married. 
because child, I can't get rid of it on my own. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying, but I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I ain't got enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So who you want to talk about next? Okay, we just gonna keep it going. Okay, so um, we back. Oh, we didn't finish with Olivia and Brett. Oh, we didn't. I thought we was done with them. No. So the last thing is, um, going back to you talking about them, um, talking about what's gonna be next when they get back and going out. Mm-hmm. So I like that Olivia was opening the communication lines and telling him, you know, trying to pull out of him what happened because she said earlier in the day we were fine but then after the dinner you know things went awry so during the dinner he said he felt slighted that she rated him a seven yeah which i didn't feel like was a bad thing like she's being realistic right but he didn't give a rating at all and i understood his reasoning so i he has yeah and he has a great point yeah writing somebody writing a marriage whatever is dehumanizing whatever whatever i get that and then at the same time i was like dude it ain't that serious just throw out a number how you gonna be mad that she gave a number and you feel slighted that she gave exactly if you dude just say again you ain't got you ain't trying to make no plans when y'all get home and you don't have no rating because you ain't into her just exactly. say it you just going say about it. your business yes but so, don't be mad because she gave one yes so then when they get back to the room and she's trying to talk to him about it he obviously has shut down but he gave a little in saying you know i don't like people asking me the same question again over and over again when i've already gave my answer and to that she provided a solution versus really listening to what he was saying. And I think that further shut him down as well. I, I feel like he, his assholiness was, has definitely come out, but I will say, I feel like she should have listened more than saying, well, sometimes you just got to suck it up and put your big girl panties on. Like he wasn't looking for a solution. He wanted to be heard. Right. And he could have, I don't understand why he didn't understand what she was getting at about making plans. But again, he's not that interested. So no, he's not trying to make plans. Yeah, I was annoyed with his silence during the conversation. And I also was annoyed that he was taking, I feel like he was taking it out on her because she's not the one who asked you the question. Question. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think you know, even after she came back to the table and, and they were still talking about it, I don't even think she asked him, well, are you going to rate me? She didn't say anything. She no. just, you know, so I was just like, you're taking your anger out on the wrong person. Mm-hmm. You don't be annoyed. Be annoyed with whoever asked the question, yeah. which I think was like Miles or somebody. And then or Miles it. even was like, well, you know, he feels how he feels. So I ain't going to try to make no grown man answer a question. But then Christina with her messy ass, like kept poking at it and then let's go to this little conversation side conversation that christina and olivia had because you know i just find it really funny that it's even coming from christina because she's she's like she's an asshole she is you know what i mean yes um and she was basically okay let me not get too far on the tangent she's an asshole herself okay and i think 
a lot of in a, a lot of times real recognize real yeah. so she's an asshole Brett's an asshole she recognizes, recognizes. Mm-hmm. The, the, the fuckery and so to that extent she probably is the best person to say something but at the same time I felt like the way the conversation with Olivia's reaction to it is a prime example of why you cannot tell your friends about their spouses you just gotta keep it to yourself and shut up and to add to that first off they're not even cool like that like they've been knowing each other how long a week thank you so she not in a friendship place to even bring up something like that Uh, and number two like olivia only knows brett from what brett has presented to her Mm -hmm. we have to look at it pretty much the same way so for her for christina to be like well girl i think he a fuck boy like that that's not your place to say that right now. I only know what I know and what he's presented to me. You've only but, known him, but I'm thinking maybe Henry may have said something to Christina. But, because that's the thing. She yeah. thinks he's a, a fuck boy, and he is, because yes. he was trying to holler at folks during the little bachelor party. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he is, and mm-hmm. he was still out dipping and doing, leading up to yes. them even getting married. Yes. So he, he, I'm sorry, he's not all that serious. I don't, I don't no, I, yeah. take him seriously. And, and what she said about him, you know, I think she said something to the effect of this is not, it's not just a TV show. Like we still are going to have a life mm-hmm. when we, you know, get back and whatever, whatever. But to him, it may really just be a TV a show. TV show. Mm-hmm. And who knows, he may have gone into it hoping that he really hit it off with somebody but I don't think that that's what's happening here yeah so and it looked like it it looked like from the previews in the next episode it looks like some of this is going to come up again in terms Mm -hmm. of her trying to communicate and him not really giving much back and then he gets up and walks off at least Mm -hmm. that's the way they cut it up to look Mm -hmm. but um yeah Christina I think her intentions are in the right place. I think that, like I said, she's an asshole, so she has a good fuck boyometer. Mm-hmm. Um, but Olivia, I don't think was really trying to hear it. Um, but I also understand where she was coming from and why. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like she only sees it; she can only see it through the lens of what Brett has shown her so far. Mm-hmm. And to Christina, I'm like, okay, again, this isn't your place. But then again, I'm wondering if Henry told her about what happened at the bachelor party. And that's why she said something on top of, you know, just being from the outside looking in. Even though I feel like their interactions so far, like to me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily peep all that. But if I knew something that Henry told me, then mm-hmm. I will hone in on it. So right. I'm wondering if they had that conversation. Ain't no telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back to Amani and Woody coming to the lunch. Okay. And Amani, y'all be kissing. Okay, first of all, Amani and Woody have the best chemistry. They do. Um, and Amelia and Bennett are a very Excellent. close. Set. Yeah. Yeah. Um so Henry and Christina passing on the question, 
I'm just like, Henry, I need you to say something. And I'm glad that Woody told, like, after the girls left the table that Woody said, you know, your wife is attracted to you. You need to step it up and let her know you know, that she's pretty, that you're into her. Like, are you into her? Like, mm -hmm. I'm glad he said that because she she doesn't feel that way or know anything because he doesn't say anything. Right. He's and so it, on this, I want to take it slow. I want to be respectful. And that's great. Mm -hmm. But you can do that and still let a person know that you're interested exactly. at the same time. Exactly. Um, and Christina I, I, cracked me up because she recommended him get on some CBD oil. And I was like, yes, to, he needs it. <laughs> to relax. Yes. Look. I was like, shoot, you need some weed. <laughs> you need some sativa, boo, because okay. you need to punch it up a little bit, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, I just need Henry to get out of his little turtle shell. I'm, I'm over this. I'm yes. over his personality at this point. Like, mm -hmm. he is like watching paint dry. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Christina just want to shake him. Like, dude, come on. Mm -hmm. And again, from the previews for the next episode, this is going to come up. Mm -hmm. And I really hope, uh, what's his name? The Black Pastor Cal. I really hope Pastor Cal tells him, like, mm -hmm. dude, you need to let your wife know that she's desirable mm -hmm. that you're interested in her you know because you treat her like a friend mm -hmm. i don't even think he treated her like a friend he treated her like a business associate yes that ain't cute in a relationship no just like karen treat miles like she treat him like a friend <laughs> yes karen treats miles like a friend and henry treats Christina like a business associate. Yep. And it ain't cute. It's mm -hmm. not it's not cute. Mm -hmm. Um I I thought Amani and Woody, they both said a nine and um I I thought their reasons I thought it was very interesting that they're both like worried about that. Yes. In a sense. Mm -hmm. Um I think that's a good thing, like to mm -hmm. be realistic like you know what they say, you're in the honeymoon stage, everything mm -hmm. is good, what's going to happen when you get back, you know, reality sets in, and so I think that it's good to, for them to be uh, cautious, I guess, mm -hmm. in that regard, um, but I also like that at the same time, they're just going with the flow, they just take yeah. stuff day by day. Yes, and that's all you can do, like that I say, really I treat marriage do. like AA, one day at a time, one day at a time. <laughs> y'all be making marriage sounds so ooh, chair work um we already talked about karen and miles she said six six and a half seven he said eight she brought up that masculinity mess again let it go um now olivia said a seven seven and a half but i don't believe her for some reason mm -hmm. sound about the way she said it i'm just kind of like you know, Olivia is super hopeful, though. So I think and that's that, going to be her downfall. That yeah. is going to be her downfall on this show. I see her shedding a lot more tears and being very frustrated. Yes. Um, She's going to have to put them big girl panties on and just exit. Hit the yes. go. Yep. And yep. chunk up the deuces. Yep. Yep. Um. So then towards the end of the episode... Karen and Miles, like you said, he brought up this uh, intimacy conversation. Mm -hmm. 
but um, he made the comment, I hope we fall for each other. And in my head, I was just like, I hope she gets over this masculinity. Yes. Because I think they have a lot of potential. I do too. But a lot of it is depending on On her and her mindset. And her mindset ain't right. Well, she did say in the preview for the next episode, she she doesn't want to be hurt again. Mm-hmm. And I think we have all been there. You've mm-hmm. been in a bad situation. Somebody else new comes along. They seem like they have it together. And you are just so hesitant to open up because like Amani was saying earlier in the episode, everything can seem fine at first. And then people hit the switch. And then things change. But I don't feel I don't get that from Miles though. I don't either. I feel like in these since the beginning of the show, he has been very consistent. Like, I want to work with you, I want to make you feel comfortable. Like, I feel like not an episode goes by where he doesn't say, I want to make sure you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like after a while, I'd be like, Well, damn, I believe you. I believe you want to <laughs> make me feel comfortable. I believe him. You know? Girl, if I if they match me with Miles, the way he was acting, girl, we would be kissing and holding hands. We would be over here like Imani and Woody. Yes. <laughs> having a good time. Yes. Girl. And the, and the thing is, I understand, like, we have all been there. We do not want to be hurt, especially if we've been hurt before. But you cannot continue to live in, I don't want to get hurt because you're you're keeping away the the potential for someone not hurting your feelings. Like if you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt, but you won't know until you open yourself up. Mm-hmm. You know, you've experienced her before and you've gotten over it. So keeping that, you know, all bottled up inside and putting that wall up is not helping anything. You have to open up and open up your mind. And if you, mm-hmm. I mean, the, car, the car's going to fall where they may. So, right. That's just how I see it. Basically. Um, So Amani and Woody did the nasty, which we all saw that coming. Yes, we did. I knew they was going to do it before the end of the honeymoon. Yes, because, you know, they feeling each other. They got the best chemistry, and I ain't mad at it, girl. I ain't either. And I saw the little rose petals on the floor. I was like, look at Woody. He tried to make it all romantic. He did, and that's what she said. It was romantic. Mm-hmm. Her little voice is so cute to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they started talking about peeing in the tub again, and I'm like, what is... <laughs> and you know what I said to myself? I said, girl, as long as he don't pee on oh, you. I did think that too. <laughs> as long as he don't pee on you. Okay, and like, I have been peed on before, and I did not like it. It was unexpected. Do not recommend I did not like it. I felt violated. I was like, I know. So was it by accident or was they was was you just trying something? See, this is something I don't learn today. I was today. No, I, I knew my sister I, got peed on. <laughs> I was not trying anything. I was trying to get uh Irish spring clean and I was taking a shower. And this person wanted to give me a golden shower. Oh. And so I'm showering. And I started feeling something, and I thought it was the water from the shower. And then I was like, what the heck is that? And I looked, and I was like, I cannot believe. We would have fought. You knew it. 
I, I, we I would really, have fought. I really wanted to punch this person. I would have punched him in his throat. I really did. And um, in his sack. You know, I really did. I knew that this was something they wanted to do, but I didn't know that they were going to do it. <laughs> that's, just, that's like assault. See, if you've been watching... <laughs> And this is not funny. If you've been watching I May Destroy You, that could be an, a sexual assault. Because they did yeah. it without you, without talking to you about it before and getting your consent. So you you got assaulted. Yeah, I didn't like it. I, I did not like it. I did not like it. And you know what? I have had several conversations with different girlfriends over the years and about you know different things that guys would do and we would sit up here like it is it is weird because it's like well i'll be like yeah i had a dude do that to me or yeah you know that happened to me too mm -hmm. and some of the situations like people are you know they're still you know in very you know long-term loving mm -hmm. relationships with the person they may be married to the person or whatever and i'm just like man we all have so much to learn everybody mm -hmm. just has so much to learn but i'm just like why do men just think it's okay to be doing the stuff that they be doing i wonder like where are you it's so weird <laughs> it's so weird but i was like uh um i i didn't like that i i wouldn't like that either i promise mm. you we would have come to blows i wanted to hmm. i wanted to i i i definitely did you at least cuss them out some sort of way i definitely felt some sort of way um did i curse them girl i i didn't i was just like what the heck and by you know by the time i had a reaction like he was done i was just like what are you and i was just kind of like uh like it was weird oh gosh okay it was weird i was just like i just got peed on mm. and then i started thinking of dave chappelle pee on you <laughs> I do not, I, I didn't personally, did not like it. Some people do, I did not. Okay, okay. Okay, anything else on the agenda that you want to talk about? Um, no, sometimes I'll be on here saying stuff and I'll be like, am I telling too much? <laughs> I just told people I got peed on. <laughs> It's probably not the first time that they have heard of something like this. So, whatever. <laughs> Child, it's interesting. Like, no, it's, no, not really. Not really. I don't have too much to uh, say other than that. I'm looking forward to next week's episode because I, I want to well. see what's going to happen when they move in. Mm -hmm. I feel like that should be very, very, very interesting. Yes. Um, with Woody and all his hats. Woody and all his hats. I want to know what Benny weird. I know Benny got some weird stuff going on in his house. Can't wait to see his tiny house. Um. Oh, he got a tiny house. He got a tiny house. He would have a tiny house. Yes. Um. Yeah, I'm very interested in this moving and living together situation. I I I think Karen is gonna put Miles in the other room. I wouldn't be surprised. I think that's going to happen. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Um, 
I'm hoping that, that whatever advice Pastor Cal gives that they really listen and follow. Because he be on point a lot of the times. I like Pastor Cal and I love his suits. Yeah, I like Pastor Cal too. He's, he's, yeah. Yeah. Even though I st- I'm still upset with the matchmakers about last season because last season was just trash. It was a hot mess. But you know, I really enjoyed watching it. <laughs> I did as well. <laughs> But it was a mess. It I, was. I want to know what happened to uh, what was the one that was with Taylor? Um, um, Brandon. I want to know what happened. What happened with him? I wonder as well. I mean, I feel like if anybody saw him on this show, I would be like, I do not want to date you. No, you no. are not it. No, I mean, but Brandon put it out there. Like he put it, he put it out there how he was feeling. Like he wasn't hiding anything initially. So. I wonder if Taylor got a be- better wig. Because that was too much. I hate when bad hair happens to good people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. Well, I'm going to wrap. Oh, I knew what I was going to say. You know, I'm excited about this versus battle. Monica and Brandy. Oh, yes. I Her am too. I saw it last night. night. And I was like, oh, that's going to be so good. They have two songs together. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they will play them. I thought it was very funny that they both had a different version mm-hmm. of the flyer where each of their faces comes first. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's so on brand. Yeah. And it just it just reminds me, was it, the, was it the Grammys where they got into the fight before they was a, I think it was the MTV Awards. The Awards yeah. Yeah, I still think about that because you could tell Brandy had got hit in her face. Because mm-hmm. I remember watching it and being like, why Brandy's face looking a little slow? Because mm-hmm. y'all know Monica is a gangster. We know, we know. So yeah, I'm wondering like musically, I feel like Brandy has more hits than Monica. But I always have loved Monica's voice more than Brandy's. But mm-hmm. Brandy like... I, re- I remember listening to the first album over and over. Like, the first albums, I listened to both of them equally. But mm-hmm. then after that, I was more on, I like Brandy's songs better than Monica's until Monica came out with, um, when she did the songs with Missy on the on mm-hmm. that album. I like, I, that's when I picked back up. That was a good album. Yes. That, that, that album, that was one of the yes. albums when you listen to, like, what the heck was I going through at the time that I was really into this album? I know, right? Well, girl, I used to wear why her. I used to why her. I used to wear that album. <laughs> yes. And then my favorite of Brandy's has always been Never Say Never. Like a lot of people love Full Moon, but Never Say Never. What? You don't know me. You don't know me. I was like, I was yes, Brandy, you don't know me like you used to. Yes, you know, I was going through my CDs and DVDs um, over the weekend, and I saw your Never Say Never CD in there. That's what happened to my Never Say Never. Yes, I stole it. I used to steal a lot of my sister's stuff. I used to come visit, and I would steal her albums. I would steal her clothes. I used, I had this, like, little black jacket of hers for years. I just refused to give it back, but that's what sisters do. Anywho... Um, but yes, I don't know how long I looked for that album. I'm like, I I always used to look at my CDs like I knew I had never say never. 
and I cannot find. Do you got my A Marie too? Because I can't find that either. I have the A Marie CD in here. Because <laughs> I had it for Thanksgiving when I came down here. And after that, I always thought I left it in a rental car. You got my. Okay. I see it's you. It's sitting right here. Um, I see you. I see you. hmm Yeah, it's sitting right here in my room in this uh, CD case. But yes, Never Say Never is my favorite Brandy album. I also really like Full Moon. I even bought Brandy's, um, not the one that just came out, B7, mm-hmm. but the 211. Okay. I bought that album, and I love that album. I She is one person that I definitely want to see in concert. Mm-hmm one of these days now i have no idea when that will be so i'm yeah. gonna really enjoy this versus i am Brandy well. is in my top five mm-hmm. artists mm-hmm. um she's top five for me um yeah monica has some good songs i know mm-hmm. one of her albums i had back in the day i think it was the one with angel of mine on it and even okay. back then when i listened to it there were only certain songs i listened mm-hmm. to and that was it but mm-hmm. like you said, the stuff she did with Missy, I really like that. Yes. Um, and then I like the album when she got married. That was, I like that. I think I was just at a, a good point in my life so I can understand it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever listened to that one. Mm-hmm. That's the one with the everything to me song in the video and she was getting married to him mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, but speaking of Monica, you know, I seen Monica and Master P and them mm-hmm. was going at it. And I was just like, hmm child are we sure we in 2020 because child y'all taking over for the no limit soul job <laughs> <laughs> <Not a laughs> <soldier. laughs> i'm trying to figure out what's going on yes you know um but yes i'm looking forward to the verses mm-hmm. and i think it would be great to see them you know come together yes because um, their relationship clearly has really evolved over the years yes. i i still like that song they did um together a few years ago they yes, had, uh, I like that all belongs to me yeah that was a good one um i really like that song mm-hmm. yeah so i'm looking forward to that this is yeah, gonna be a too. good versus i i think it will be i'm excited for it i saw somebody i think lovey posted she gonna pull out her boot cut boot cut jeans oh for the verses <laughs> okay I'm 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 definitely gonna be setting the mood up in here. I'm gonna be sitting up in my room. Hey. Oh, I have the waiting to exhale CD too, but that may have been mommy's, not yours. I don't know, but that's fine. I have a lot of this stuff on my Spotify, but it's still the fact that sometimes I like to open up a CD and look at the art and if they have the lyrics in there, it's just very nostalgic. You know, you know I bought a CD recently. I mm-hmm. bought um, August Alcina's CD, new CD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I opened it up it, and it was kind of, it was just like the kind of cardboard. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it has the two CDs in it or whatever. And I'm not going to lie. I was a little like, oh, I don't get like the little booklet with the lyrics and yeah. all of that. You know? uh, but, you know, it's cool because, you know, independent artists have to do their thing. And maybe that's what folks are doing nowadays. I mean, it's definitely probably cheaper than doing the plastic and the booklets when people ain't really buying albums like that yeah. anymore. I get it. But, yeah, I was like, oh, I got a new CD to put in my little thing in the car. You know, I don't and think I I've ever in. put a CD in my car since I've had it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I still have like two other CDs in my car. One is a mixtape from like maybe 2006. Mm-hmm. Maybe. 
And the other one is L. Varner's first album. Okay. Some sort of way they've just managed to stay in my car. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes you don't want to drain your phone battery just to listen to music and do the aux cord and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I bought his album because I listened to it so much on YouTube. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you got to help artists get their stream. Of course. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I actually want to buy the album because I actually really liked it. Mm-hmm. And I do want to try to do a better job of supporting artists, mm-hmm. artists, not all artists, because I mean, look, listen, I really hope that August Alcina and so many other, you know, male musicians, I really hope that they are really about something and that they're mm-hmm. like genuinely nice, mm-hmm. respectful people when it comes to women, because some of these people out here, peeing on folks without their permission and stuff. Ah, uh, yep. And user, using sexual intimidation and all that. Da, 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 da. And now I'm like, I like Johnny Single and now I feel like I can't even listen to it no more. Why are you trying to be a baby R. Kelly out here? I don't understand. I know. When I heard that yesterday, because you know I don't be in, in the young folks stuff, but I heard that yesterday and I was like, what? He, he doing R. Kelly's? Mm. But you know what, child? I have seen these allegations and this mm-hmm. million-dollar lawsuit thing in Majigam. And I thought it was very interesting how this person, because I'm not going to say their name, uh, how this person, you know, kind of like got off social media for a while. Yeah. And then they came back. But it was on a very, like, family man, you know, Black Lives Matter type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I've watched interviews in the past of this person because I do like their music. I've been to their concerts. I bought their albums in the past. And so in interviews, they are, they've always been very family oriented. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could tell that they read and they're Mm -hmm. not just like, you know, dumb. They have mm-hmm. things to say about Black issues and whatever, whatever. So it wasn't like totally like, hmm, where is this coming from? But I was just like, this is very interesting in light of what you have going on in the background mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and I'm just like, you know, as usual, just like with Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein, everybody ain't lying. It's That's too true. many people. It's yep. too many people for, for this not to be yep. true. Yep. Okay. Because yep. everybody ain't lying. Mm-hmm. Get your act together. Y'all better clean it up. Yeah. Y'all better clean it up. Like, I feel like I have to ask men this question now. Like, have you ever had non-consensual sex with somebody? Have you ever, like, just, I need to know. And I really feel like, and it's it's almost like I'm a little afraid to ask because in my head, I feel like just based on the experiences I've had and my girlfriends have and Mm -hmm. family members have had, they probably have Mm -hmm. gone too far Mm -hmm. and done inappropriate things at some point in time, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't know. It's just like, do you just completely write a person off? Do you give people room to grow? Like... Girl, you need to watch how they destroy you. I don't think I can watch it. And let me tell you why. Okay. So last night, okay, so let me go back. I've seen the previews for the show. I love Michaela. Um, oh. I cannot remember her last mm-hmm. name. 
but I, I loved her in Chewing Gum. I think she's great. Um, when I looked at the previews of the show, I thought, oh, this looks really good. But then I said, this looks like this has to do with sexual assault and da 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 da. Is that true? It is. Okay. So I said, I don't know if I should watch it because I might be triggered. triggered. So mm-hmm. I've held off on watching it. Yesterday, um, you know, HBO puts some of their uh, episodes on mm-hmm. YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to watch off the record about the Russell Simmons mm-hmm. um, accusations and stuff. And I watched it and um, I'm, you know, I'm okay with the fact that I watched it. Um, my heart really goes out to the women who were featured and those who weren't featured who, you know, come out with, uh, their experiences with him, but it, it really triggered me. Like I was sitting up here, like, so sad, Mm -hmm. like crying and everything. And I was just like, I shouldn't have watched that. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So I probably will not be watching okay. uh, Michaela's show because I was just like, I need to call my therapist and, you know, I need to get back into doing that specific work because I had kind of been avoiding it for a while. But I'm mm-hmm. like, I should probably get back to that because if I'm having a reaction like this to this documentary, clearly I am not okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I will not be watching that show. Okay, I understand it. I could see where it could be very triggering. I will say for me watching it, I've learned a lot. And it makes me so glad that I am not out here in these streets. Like your sister. (laughs) I mean, you're really not out here in these streets. I'm not out here in these streets, child. I hardly leave my house. Yes. Um... Yeah, so we gonna wrap. Oh, let me tell you. I told your brother-in-law since we were talking about music that I I want a record player for Christmas. And I want some old school records. Because I was in Target yesterday and I saw that they had actual vinyl yeah, records do. for sale. And I was like, huh. And the records they had were like older records. So I was like, I want a record player and I want nothing but like old school music because I feel like old school old school music just sounds better on a record player because it just sometimes I just miss that sound of mm-hmm. the, you know like the scratching or whatever with the record player so oh because you you that old I remember listening to records before well, I feel like did Grant did Grandpa have one yeah is that what he used to be playing his James Brown yeah on? oh okay well then I'm that old too then yeah it was like, you know, his whole system was set up. He had a record player. I yeah. I remember seeing one at the house before we did the basement remodel. And then I don't know what happened to it. Mm-hmm. But I thought about getting a record player when I was living in Louisville, really because I wanted to get the vinyl uh, version of D'Angelo's last album. Oh, man. And I still want it. Yeah. Um, but you let me know how it works out because I definitely saw some in... Um, Target. Mm-hmm. Knowing your husband, he gonna just order one from Amazon. That's fine. He asked me, did I want like a real, real like old school one, or did I want one of the newer ones that were out? I'm like, I, it don't make me none. I, the newer one is fine. I just need it to sound the same. Okay. So when you getting this? This gonna be a Christmas gift? Yeah. Simple. <sighs> I mean, he can get that for you now. He could, but I mean. We got other things we're trying to do. 
I'm trying to redo my my living room. I see that. So I have one more thing since we're talking about music. Okay. Your your mom still has not responded to my Facebook message. And I don't know if you remember this. I think mm-hmm. this song may have come out in like 96. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. But do you remember that group? Um, ooh, what was the name of this group? Mama used to play this song out. It was, where do you want me to put it? Um, dang, what's the name of that group? Oh, I know who it is. I just can't remember the name of the group. Yeah, uh, she did used to wear that song out. She used to wear this song out. They still out. sound good to this day. Yes. And I was listening to it and Solo. That's Solo, name. yes. Yes, mom used to wear that album out and that was her song. And even then, I was like, this song no, is don't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy is a freak. <laughs> and she used to just be stepping to I it. I think she like it because it is a good stepper's cut. It is a good stepper's like, cut. Like, I can see I, her now listening to the new Kim song and like, oh, I need to go stepping, but I can't go stepping because of Corona. You know, your mama told me um, within like the last year, one day I was talking to her and she was like, what are you girls doing today? I was hanging out with one of my friends. She's like, what are y'all doing today? And I was like, nothing we ain't really got no plans y'all young girls y'all need to be out stepping (laughs) mom we in sacramento now apparently according to one of our cousins there is a stepper scene out here Mm -hmm. but i'm like ain't nobody my age about to be up in there there's gonna be some old heads who as mommy say all they want to do is get they tip wet and old dick make your pussy stink that's what your mama said where do these things come from? I don't know. And according to your mama, chocolate make your period blood thing too. Okay. So I, to those comments, if you are with someone, like as you are getting older, the person that you're with or probably is going to be dating is going to be older, right? So what, what, is that still the case? Is your stuff still going to stink because you are equally as old as the person that you're with having sex? No, I think she was saying, I think that was her way of saying, don't be well, but don't need to be messing with no geriatrics. Well, she could have just said that. She could have just said that. <laughs> but I ain't interested in no shriveled up balls at my age anyway. Now, if my pussy shriveled up and your penis shriveled up. <laughs> that's what that's I'm different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get this Viagra and we gonna get this Astroglide or whatever and make it work. But oh my goodness, girl, I be having older that guys come and approach me and I be thinking to myself, you smell like my great grandfather, but not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, over here smelling like a smokestack, trying to talk to me. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, we gonna <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> Please like, subscribe, comment, five stars, and um, we thank you for listening, and we will be back next week um, to talk about Married at First Sight. Bye.